Welcome to Compassionate Conversations, where we push the boundaries of comfort to empower you to become all that you dream of being. From where I sit in my therapy chair day after day, listening to people describe the bizarre and abusive behaviors of people they come into contact with, I sometimes think to myself, there sure are a lot of narcissistic people out there. Why is that, and why do I make the majority of my living from helping people navigate them? It seems that when dealing with difficult people, one of the most challenging types is someone who is narcissistic. Without getting all psychobabble on you and boringly academic, I would like to simplify things by generalizing. While narcissism is actually considered a mental illness, not everyone who displays narcissistic behaviors is necessarily suffering from a mental illness. They're just extremely challenging to deal with on a regular basis. To get us started, I will give you the definition of a narcissist from the psychologist I love named Dr. Romani Dervasula, and author of Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist, where she goes over all the traits narcissists share in common and what it's like being in a relationship with one. She says, Narcissism is very much sort of a buzzword of our time, and it is woefully misunderstood. Narcissism is very much viewed as a disorder of sort of inflated self-esteem and grandiosity. It is those things, but in fact, it's a disorder of self-esteem. People with narcissism are often the most insecure people in the room, and they've established a way of showing themselves as anything but, that they often look like the most confident person in the room, but there's an emptiness there. I often say there are sort of four pillars to narcissism, lack of empathy, grandiosity, a chronic sense of entitlement, and a chronic need to seek out admiration from other people and validation from other people. Those really create the core of that disorder. And then that's coupled with this sort of inability to regulate self-esteem, that sense of always pedaling faster to get the regard of other people. It has even been viewed as a disorder of attachment, that inability to make deep, intimate, connected, emphatic ties to another human being. When you're with someone who's narcissistic, it can often throw you off because initially they're so good at putting on that admiration-seeking show. They can be charismatic, often quite smart, charming, and very gripping. But over time, all of that superficial facade is met behind with a real lack of empathy, often a lack of compassion, and they often don't listen very well. They'll be prone to patterns like deceit and lying, It's not the stuff that's good for connected relationships. The fact is the impacts of narcissism aren't just in the intimate relationship. We see them in any critical relationships. Narcissistic parents, children, siblings, friends, co-workers, and bosses. It behaves the same in all of those situations. But more than anything, it often feels like we're not being heard. We're not being noticed. And in fact, we're often being criticized and rejected on a chronic day-after-day way. She goes on to say, the tough thing about a relationship with a narcissist is that they often run on hope. Most people, especially in an intimate relationship with a narcissist, run on the hope of a someday's better, 
I always call it the Beauty and the Beast piece because what did Beauty do? She just sort of danced around and loved the beast. And one day he went from a raging beast to a prince. A lot of people have taken that fairy tale and they have injected it into their lives saying, if I love him enough, if I dance around enough, if I'm sweet enough, if I'm pretty enough, if I'm this enough, if I'm that enough, then I will please him and he will go from being a raging beast to a prince. It is never going to be enough. And I think that's a real paradox in the narcissistic relationship. I love what she says. I think that is absolutely on target. That's what Ramani Drivosula says about narcissists. I highly recommend you read her book. I'll leave it in the show notes. Have you ever met someone with at least some of these qualities? Chances are you were dealing with someone who was at least slightly narcissistic. I think what defines a narcissistic personality is someone who thinks that they truly are what we call the bee's knees. They think they are better than everyone else. They deserve special treatment and seem to live in their own little world. In common parlance, selfish. There's usually an entitlement thing going on where he or she acts like a king or a queen and expects people to drop everything to serve them. Unfortunately, many people have been raised by parents like this and have friendships and intimate relationships with such people. They come to therapy feeling crazy because they are angry with them, yet they don't think they should be because a narcissistic person has convinced them otherwise. I'll give you an example. A client of mine, let's call her Linda, came to me because her husband had been having an affair with another woman and told her he wanted a divorce. They had two children who had just reached adulthood and no longer live with them. Linda felt like she'd been hit in the head with a sledgehammer. When she got angry with him for being unfaithful and expressed her sense of betrayal and hurt, he said that she, quote, deserved it, end quote, for being such a lousy wife for all the years they'd been together. Also, he called her frigid and said that since she wouldn't provide sex, he was forced to find it somewhere else. He actually saw himself as the victim, not her and believed that she had caused him to have an affair with another woman. Not only that, but he called her crazy for being so emotional and said he thought she needed professional help. He took absolutely zero responsibility for his behaviors, lacked empathy for the wife he had betrayed, and even blamed her for his unfaithfulness. He even said he realized that he was too good for her and was wasting his time with someone so beneath him. When his children reacted with horror and devastation, he called them wimps and thought they were being selfish for not being happy for him now that he had set himself free and found happiness. I could go on, but you probably get the gist of it by now. This guy definitely meets at least five of the criteria for narcissist. You've probably dealt with someone like this yourself. Unfortunately, they're everywhere. My work with Linda focused on helping her to trust her own reality that what she was feeling was not only sane, but also normal. She felt unheard, abandoned, betrayed, and blamed for things that she wasn't responsible for. In therapy, I gave her the space she needed to feel her feelings and have them validated and to differentiate between what was his stuff and what was her stuff. Since she had no contact with him, I suggested that in order to find closure with her marriage and to move on, she could write her ex letters, saying whatever she needed to say and not mail them. 
This is a very helpful technique for dealing with unfinished emotional business when the other person is either not available to do this with or not safe emotionally. Boy, did she have a lot to say. She wrote and wrote until she could write no more. I've got in the show notes uh, a couple of articles I've written about therapeutic letter writing that you can look to if you need to write these letters yourself. I also got her to examine all of the things she had internalized that he had said about her and to find the faulty reasoning in each of them. In this way, she was able more and more to externalize all of the garbage that she had taken in from him and put it back squarely onto the shoulders of the one whom it belonged to, him. Narcissists are some of the most frustrating and crazy-making people to deal with in the universe. My hope is that you have no clue what I've just spoken about because you've never experienced it. But I bet you do know from personal experience. Narcissism abounds in this crazy world of ours. In order to protect yourself from people like this, use the criteria outlined at the beginning of this talk to discern whether someone in your life may be narcissistic. Then do whatever you have to do in order to protect yourself from being a victim of this person and their insanity. There are a lot of good books and websites out there which will help you in this vein. I suggest doing a search on the internet or on your local library's catalog or look at the resources that I have here in the show notes. Read as much as you can. Educate yourself. Then take the steps necessary to protect yourself and your children if you have any and if they are affected. It may be helpful to see a reputable psychotherapist as they will be able to give you helpful tools to learn self-care in the face of narcissistic personalities. Sometimes this means getting away from these people altogether and sometimes you can have milder but distant contact. The most important thing to remember in dealing with these people is that it is them who have the problem and not you.